Welcome to episode number 120 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We've been in a series of topics over the last few months dealing with how to handle life. Really, it's to understand that God is our source and everything that we do and all the actions that we take and all the needs that we have, He is our source for healing, for strength, for guidance and direction. So today we're going to take on an area of quality Christian living having to do with miracles. Miracles is probably one of the most understood items in most Christians' lives. They sometimes see it in other people's lives, but they question whether it'll ever happen in theirs. So I'm going to talk to you today and bring a message to you entitled, How to Receive Your Miracle. So with that, we need the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. We need Him to help us and to reveal the truths in His Word that'll help us to understand how we can see miracles take place in our life and in the lives of those around us. So let's pray. Father, we invite you now to take over and take charge of this episode today. I invite the Holy Spirit now to guide my thoughts and my words, to reveal to us what your Word tells us about how to receive our miracle and that you are a miracle-working God, and God, it can happen in our lives. And I pray that today, those who have maybe tuned in, Lord, who need a miracle, Lord, will see, Lord, that it's available to them, that it's possible to receive that miracle. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the things that have taken place in my life that can be only described in many times in the word miracle. I pray you would bless it now, anoint and everything that's said, and open up the ears and the hearts of those who are listening in. And we'll be careful now to give you all the praise for what's about to take place. For we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In a couple podcasts prior to this one, I gave you a definition of what a miracle is. So in case you didn't see that one or hear it, let me give it to you again. This is my definition of what I would refer to as a miracle. It's an event that is contrary to natural or scientific laws. It's something connected to divine activities. Well, I guess it requires something very special, doesn't it? It certainly is an action of God, and it's something that cannot be made up. It cannot be fake. It cannot be built up on man's own mind or thoughts. It has to be real in order to really be called a miracle. Today, I believe in life, people use the word miracle very casually. I'll hear people sometimes say that they went to a store and it was a miracle because the thing that they were shopping for was on sale for 10% or 20% less. Well, now, that's a nice thing and I'm happy that that happened. However, I would not put it in the classification of a miracle. A lot of folks use the word miracle when they describe healings and in many cases, it is a divine miracle. But in some cases, it may or may not be. So we're going to deal with those things. We're going to talk about those subjects. So we're going to focus, though, entirely in this particular podcast on how you can receive your miracle and how you can take steps to move forward. Let me give you the first step, and that is to have faith. You see, because faith is vital for miracles. Matter of fact, they just won't happen. Miracles just don't happen unless someone has faith to believe for them. And so even the Word of God tells us that that faith without works is dead. It's found in James chapter 2 and verse 14 through 26. There's a wonderful explanation of that. Let me read a few verses. Let's see how the Lord leads us through this from James 2, starting at verse 14. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? See, that's the statement that he was talking about earlier is faith without works is dead. It certainly won't accomplish much. Then he goes on to say, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. 
but then you don't give that person any food or clothing, what good does that do? See, it took action. That person may be praying for someone to come by and give them food and clothing and those kinds of things, and then all of a sudden we show up, but then we don't take action to help that person's faith. You see, it says in verse 17, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. I need to keep reading on because we'll not get the understanding of what I'm trying to prove to you here unless I read a few more verses. So starting in verse number 18. Now someone may may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds, see, by my actions. Verse 19, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made the faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. See, that's crucial to catch that. We need to understand that we love to have miracles in our life. We want to see great results when we pray and ask God for wonderful things in our life or for the lives of other people. But there needs to be action taken. We can have faith, but not pray for someone. What good is that? We can have faith, but not pray daily or often or go over and see that person and let let them know that you're praying for them. Really, quite frankly, what good is that? So we need to have faith through our actions because it says, it says here, see his faith in the word of God. It tells us in verse 22, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. So therefore, I believe that faith requires action. It requires work. And I believe that faith plus actions will equal miracles in your life. Now, let me go a little more into this and let's see how you can receive that miracle that you need in your life. Taking action simply means that we need to take the first step. Maybe when we have a need that requires a miracle, we need to take that first step, and that first step is to pray. If we don't pray, then I believe we have significantly less opportunity to receive any kind of miracle in our life. Prayer is a step of faith, right? And then when we pray, we must add to it belief and trust in God that He is able to take care of this need and meet this miracle in your life. We've got to believe that we serve a miracle-working God. And You know, we're a sign of God's miracles. The fact that we live today, that we exist today, is a miracle from God. The fact that God created the heavens and the earth is a miracle. The the word of God, that it was put together over so many hundreds of years, is a miracle from God, that it was put together by various authors at various dates and different times and different centuries. And to think that it all came together and works together as an amazing accomplishment of the unification that God wanted to have with his people and his followers. That required work. Someone couldn't just simply say, well, I'd like to see a Bible and then not start writing or not start praying or not seeking God. So therefore, if you desire to see miracles in your life, you've got to take that first step of prayer, the second step of believing and having faith, the third step of trusting God and knowing that he's able to do miracles. And the fourth step might be simply to say, you're going to get that miracle. I received that miracle and I want that miracle in my life. So you claim it and you believe for it. Now let's let's look at an example of having faith that took a long time for the miracle to take place. 
There's some folks that tell me miracles can only happen if they're instant. Well, that's just not true. I have prayed for many people. And when I prayed for them, they weren't healed instantly. Some were. I know that happened. We have proof of that. In my own body, when I prayed, there were times that I had instant miracles. But there were times also when I prayed for something and it took a period of time. There was a period of waiting and trusting and having patience to believe that God was going to answer that prayer and that miracle would take place. There's a lot of people who've prayed for their son or their daughter to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and it didn't happen right away. And so they had patience to wait on God and trust God that their child would come to know him. And they prayed sometimes for weeks and months and even years and sometimes even decades before the miracle takes place, the miracle of salvation, of receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So let me give you an example found in the Word of God in the book of Kings. It's an interesting place to find a miracle that applies to this teaching today. But in the book of Kings, 1 Kings in chapter 18, let me give you a little bit of the background on this story. There was a, an incredible drought over the land. And everyone was saying that we're all going to starve to death because the rains are not coming. It won't produce the crops that we need. We won't have water to water our, our cattle or our, our own lives. We won't have water to drink. And they just felt that the end was near. Well, there came a guy named Elijah. And Elijah prayed for rain. And it says in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 41 in the New Living Translation, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Now, they were holding back from drinking and eating as much as they could because there had been a drought in the land and they were just sitting there wondering, are we all going to die of thirst because there's been no rain? So Ahab, it says, went on to eat and drink. It says here, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. You see, he was taking step one. He was praying for the miracle for rain. And step two, he believed in faith that it would happen. His faith was in action because he told Ahab to go get something to drink. Go ahead. It's going to be fine. There's going to be plenty of rain coming. Even though it hadn't rained, the place was barren. There was no rain, no sign of rain, absolutely nothing. Elijah said, don't worry about it. We're going to be just fine. So step three was he had trust in God, right? He prayed. He had faith. He had trust in God and he had patience. Man, he's got it going together here, right? Well, watch and see what happens here. That's what we need to do when there's a miracle that we need. Elijah knew there needed to be a miracle take place for the rain to come. Now his faith was in action. So then in verse number 43, after he had been praying, then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. All right, this is his faith in action, which is going to head toward his miracle. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. It says seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Verse 44, finally, the seventh time the servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Wow, just think about that. It's dry as can be. There's not a drop falling out of the sky. There's one tiny little cloud sitting off in the distance, and yet Elijah was saying, you better get in that chariot and get back because the rains are going to come and it's going to wash this place out and you won't even be able to get back to where you're supposed to be. And that's faith. That's faith in works and that's believing. He was calling forth something that wasn't as though that it was. And that's a teaching I'll probably share a little bit later on in this podcast. And that is he believed for something that wasn't as though that it was. He was 
putting his faith in action. He was believing that God was going to do it. He had all the trust he had in God and even started telling people, look out, it's going to be really wet around here. 45, it says, and soon the sky was black with clouds. Now remember, there was just a little tiny cloud in the sky about the size of your hand. Think about that in whatever you're going through right now. Let's apply this right now to your life. You need a miracle. You need something to happen in your life. And you look out on the sky and you see there's no hope. You look around you and think there's just no hope. There's no way it's going to happen. But all you've got to do now is take step one, pray. Step two, have faith. Step three, trust in God. And four, obviously taking some action. I could go on a whole lot of other steps. But bottom line, if we'll just do that, and then when we see any little tiny glimpse of hope, and many times the glimpse of hope is found during your prayer time. It's during your walk with God. It's during attending a church service or it's during reading the word of God and you'll find something in there that'll give you that hope and that'll be your little cloud in the sky that's going to be the beginning of your miracle taking place. So let's finish reading this last couple of verses. Verse 45, I'm going to repeat a few words here. And soon the sky was black with clouds. Look at that. The rain's coming and the miracle's coming. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, which was basically a terrific miracle. And it says, And Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. Look, there's another miracle getting ready. Don't be surprised. Let me just stop here for a second. Don't be surprised that when you receive your miracle for the first time that you won't see another one quickly. You see, God's not limited in giving miracles. Isn't it amazing that we serve a God who is without limits when it comes to working miracles? It says here, he, that's Elijah, tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot. Now think about that. He told Ahab, get on your chariot, get into town quick because the rain's a coming. Remember, there wasn't a drop of rain in the sky. No no rain at all. But he told him, get going because it's coming. You see, that's the same thing with you. You need to start getting ready because your miracle's coming. Just start believing that and start claiming that. Now don't forget here that Ahab, had already taken off in the chariot. He was way ahead of Elijah. But then all of a sudden, Elijah needed a miracle if he wanted to get to the entrance of Zizrael. So he basically decided, I better get with it and start running. So he took off by foot and outran Ahab back to Jezreel. So you might be saying, well, now that's great and that's wonderful and I'm happy for Elijah and, and Ahab and happy for the rain and all that great and that miracle. But how does that relate to me? Well, see, there's a lesson here taught. And that lesson is that Elijah believed for something that wasn't happening, that it would happen or that would happen quickly. And I believe many times when we have a challenge in our life, a physical need or whether it be a financial need or a marital or relationship need or a family need or a job need, whatever it might be, and you need a miracle. That's the only thing that's going to save you in this situation. It needs to be a miracle from God. We need to start believing for that miracle before it happens. That's called faith. And by faith, we can have our miracle. Let's turn to another part of the scriptures where the Apostle Paul is teaching on the topic of calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. We'll see that Paul is claiming his miracle before it even happened. I'm turning now in my Bible, the New Living Translation, to Romans chapter 4 and verse number 16. And we'll have to read a couple of verses here and give you a little bit of history on this scripture. We have to go all the way back to Abraham and Sarah. Remember when they wanted to have a child, but they weren't able? And then God spoke to them and said, you're going to be the father and the mother, the parents, so if you will, of many nations. Now, I've taught about this a lot. Matter of fact, there's a book that I've written entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. And it's based upon the premise 
of believing for things that haven't happened yet, to believe for your miracle before it gets there. And so here, Paul is talking about the promises of God. So I'm reading in Romans chapter 4, verse number 16. He says this, so the promise is received by faith. Okay, so just you might want to put in there instead of promise that the miracle is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. By the way, miracles are a free gift from God. And we are all certain to receive it. Look how positive he is, how encouraging he is. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. Verse 17, here it comes. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. Now, let's stop a second. He said, I've made you the father. Now, God's called it forth. God's called forth the miracle and hasn't happened yet. At the time, they didn't have any children. And Abraham and Sarah were old. They were in their 90s, nearly 100 years old for Abraham. And they felt they couldn't have children, but God didn't worry about their circumstances. And we shouldn't worry about our circumstances. When we need a miracle, we need to move away from our circumstances. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding. I could even put in there, and don't look at our circumstances. And it says, trust God, believe God, and accept the fact that God's going to meet your need. And just believe that God's going to meet that miracle. So Abraham was told by God, I have made you the father of many nations. Hey, it, what do you mean he made him? He sh- Maybe you might say, well, he should have said, I'm going to make you. No, that's not how God works. God calls it forth and it's going to happen, whether it's now, whether it's tomorrow, next week, or next year. When God says it, it's going to happen. Then it says, this happened because Abraham believed in the God who, listen to this, brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Look at that. When you have a miracle, you lack something, right? You might lack everything when you need your miracle. In my own case, when I had a physical need and the doctor told me and he said, well, with your multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer issue, I can tell you that if this treatment doesn't work, we don't have any success here, then you probably only have six months to live. Now, with that in mind, I could have said, oh my, oh my goodness, I'm my circumstances are proof that I'm going to die and just ran out of there and been sad. But I, I looked at the doctor and I said, so let me get this straight. You're trying to scare me with heaven. What I was saying to him was, I'm calling forth those things that are not. I'm calling forth my healing, although at the time it was not. I'm not looking at my circumstances. I'm believing that God's going to bring something from nothing. The doctor was giving me a death sentence, but God gives me a life sentence. And that's what he wants to give us. The promise of miracles, the promise of life, the promise of living a quality Christian life. Let's look a little bit farther on in that. Romans chapter 4, I've finished at verse 17. Let me read verse 18 to you because how did... Abraham, how did he receive it when God told him that and made him that promise and says, I made you the father of many nations. But he, but listen, he didn't have any children. You see, when God's word tells you, rise up and be healed, you've got to receive that. When the Bible tells us that God is a very present help in times of trouble, we've got to believe that. We have to receive that and, and accept that as the promise of God. So here's Abraham thinking about all the things that are happening. And, he, and it says here, even when there was no reason for hope, look at that, Abraham kept hoping. Now, in your own case, in your situation where you want that miracle in your life, even when you feel there's no reason for hope, you got to keep on hoping. You got to keep on believing. You got to keep on trusting. And it says here in this verse, it says, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. See, he was calling forth that thing that wasn't. It says, for God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. 
Abraham was looking at the promises of God and not his circumstances. So let me just kind of give you something I think that's really important to this teaching on how to receive your miracle. You've got to hang on to the promises of God. Promises of God are real. They're not fake. They're not phony. They're not things that he just made up to make you feel better. The promise of God says, if anyone receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they became a new creation. You become a new person. You're born of the Spirit and you become a follower of Christ. See, that's a promise. And when you do pray that prayer and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that promise is real and it becomes alive in you. God gave us a promise that when Jesus went to heaven after he had been crucified, resurrected and he went to heaven, he left us with a promise. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit, a comforter. And now today we have the Holy Spirit. That's the promise that Jesus gave us, that we have the Holy Spirit living with us, living inside of us, dwelling inside of us. And he's our comforter. He's our protector. He's our peace. He's our guidance. He's everything to us. And that was a promise from God. So so when you need your miracle, you got to believe that God's promise is that he is going to meet that miracle, going to meet that need. First, take that step of faith to pray. Then take the next step, which is to have faith to believe in the prayer. It's one thing to pray, and it's another thing to believe that the prayer you're saying is going to happen. You're taking action. And then three, to have trust in God. And, and when we do that, and when that starts to take place in our life, when we start seeing something that's not as though that it is, that's what, that's what Abraham saw. That's what Elijah saw, that story about the cloud and that story about the rain coming. Isn't that, I, like the, I love that example that Elijah gave when he said, Ahab, you better get back to, the, back to town right now because that rain's going to just wash us all out. Well, there wasn't even one drop that had fallen at that time. He was believing for something that wasn't. Then Abraham says, I'm going to have those kids. I'm not going to give up hope. I'm going to have those children, as God said, and I am going to be the father of many nations. And he received that and he claimed it. So I just want you right now to claim that. Matter of fact, this might be a good time for whatever you're going through, whatever challenge you have, whatever miracle you need in your life, that right now you just claim it. You just say, I receive my healing in the name of Jesus. Whether you're healed or not right at this moment, just say, I receive it, it's mine, I claim it, and I'm waiting for it, and I'm standing on that blessed hope, that promise. Or you might say, I'm expecting my miracle to happen in my finances. You can, you ought to see yourself in a position of being successful financially or getting yourself out of debt or having a relationship being healed or restored or a marriage being restored. You need to see yourself in a restored marriage and believe that that's going to happen in your life. Because when we do that, we're starting off with faith, then we're putting it to action and we're going to see that miracle. I believe it's going to happen in your life. I believe that it's going to happen even now. And so let me just pray for you very quickly now and believe that that's going to take place in your life. Father, for those who are listening in right now, I call forth faith in their life. And I pray and believe for faith, God, that they will believe for things that have not happened yet, that they will happen, they, they will come to pass, and that they are coming to pass even at this moment. We're calling for things that have not happened yet, and you're going to bring life into it. Father, just like you told Abraham and Sarah that they would have children when her womb was dead, you brought it back to life, and children came forth. Even as Elijah said it would rain when there was not a drop of rain around, you brought forth the rains, Father God, and they had a flood. 
And Father, I believe for that right now. I believe that the Holy Spirit will send a flood of healing, restoration, hope, finances, relationships being healed to those who are listening in. I believe it and I claim it and I receive it in the name of Jesus for those who are listening in today. I thank you for it, God, and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that this teaching has been a benefit to you, a blessing to you. I can promise you this, if you'll take this to heart and believe it, and if you'll get your Bible out and read and claim the promises we found in Romans chapter 4, verses 16, 17, and 18, and start believing for those things that haven't happened yet, that they are. Don't allow the circumstances that you're in to rob you of your faith. Don't let the circumstances that you're involved with right now to rob you of prayer time or of trusting in God. So I'm just going to have to wrap this up and close it out right now, but I'm going to remind you of what a miracle is. And let me give you once again my definition, because I'm going to be doing that in most of these podcasts to remind people to wait for the miracle to take place in their life, but to understand what it is and how it's going to come. So listen to this statement about what a miracle is. It's an event that is contrary to natural or scientific laws, something connected to divine activity. Your miracle can only from come from God. There's no other way to get your miracle but to take it to God. Believe it now when you take it to Him that you're going to receive it. And when you receive it, you're going to give glory to God. And when you get your miracle, don't forget to tell other people about it. Give people a testimony of God's goodness, His healing power, His restoration power, His ability to bless you financially, His ability to bless you unlimited in all your needs, wants, or desires. And I believe it's going to happen in your life, and it's going to start even now. Well, you know, I hope that once again that this has been helpful to you. And so I would like to encourage you, if you would like to hear more about these teachings, you can always go and subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. I would encourage you when you do that, you can look at a number of topics we've covered. One of the more most popular ones that we've talked on that people have really enjoyed is the lessons on faith, the lessons on prosperity, the lessons on debt-free living. Those are things that people have listened to and taken to heart. So you can always go back and look at all these podcasts that are downloaded on cpnshows.com. And there's been 120 of them now. So you've got your choice. We're going to continue now teaching in the area of miracles. We're probably going to spend some time on it. I've been doing a lot of studying, looking at where miracles come from and examples of miracles that I've been involved in. I've seen great miracles and I've seen times when the miracles haven't happened. And I got to tell you, I want, I've learned from the times that it hasn't happened to trust God with all my heart and not lean on my own understanding in all my ways, acknowledge Him, and He would direct our path. So I believe that and I hope that you will too. So if you would like the additional information on the ministry that I'm involved with, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull it up, you'll find references to other books I've written on the issues of finance and generosity. There's even some books in there dealing with veterans and how they deal with the issues of life, dealing with PTSD and those types of things. So I believe that God has a plan for your life and has a plan for these upcoming podcasts. Now, our next podcast is entitled, Faith is the Foundation of Miracles. I haven't even begun to talk enough about miracles and how the combination of prayer and faith come together to form great miracles in your life. So we're going to take that on, and I believe God's got something very special in store for us. 
So I hope that you'll join me. Matter of fact, you might want to let other people know that there's a podcast on CPN shows where we're going to learn about miracles and see how God can bring forth those miracles that are needed in their life. So before I close, don't forget that faith plus works equals miracles. And I want you to think of having faith to believe that everything in your life can come from the nothing that you see. Now that type of faith requires a faith in our omnipotent, all-powerful God a God without limits. This leads us to try and understand that our faith is in relationship to our trust in God's ability and His faithfulness to perform the miracle that we need. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. Now may you prosper and be in good health. Let me add, and receive your miracle as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you.